Welcome to the July episode of Book Chat, where I am going to be telling you about my favorite books from the first half of 2019. You're listening to the Wellness Simplified Podcast, simple wellness tips to help you improve your life without turning it upside down with your host, award-winning fitness instructor, nutrition coach, and wellness expert, Susie Fevens. Welcome, welcome. It's true, you are unfortunately stuck just with me today. I don't have any guests on, but because it is July, I thought what a perfect opportunity to go back and look at my favorite books of 2019 so far. And I am capping this at June 30th, which is kind of upsetting me a little bit because I've read a couple books so far in July that would have made this list, but I'll just have to do a second half recap at the end of the year. Um, I thought it was a good time to do it because, you know, half of the year is over. And even if you follow me on my Bookstagram account, and if you don't, it's at Susie Reads A Lot. Um, it's kind of fun to reflect back and decide oh, which books are my favorite after the fact. Because, you know, in the moment you may be like, yeah, this is one of my favorite of the year. But a month or two later, you may have made some changes in how you felt about that book. So this is actually the second time I've recorded this episode. <laughs> I recorded it the other day. And as I was going to bed last night, I thought, you know what, I really don't like the way that it turned out. And I decided to redo the whole thing. Um, the first time I just went with my five favorite books of the first half of 2019. And a lot of those books were really similar. So I've decided to go back and pick my favorite from the first half of the year from some different categories. Hopefully by doing that, it will allow my listeners to find more books that interest them. Because unless you like that one specific category that I tend to read a lot of, aka chiclet, uh, women's fiction, whatever you want to call it, that was pretty much all the first episode I recorded was, was Chiclet. So I am going to switch things up because I read a lot of different categories. I just happen to have a preference for uh, romantic comedies. <laughs> anyway, we are going to dive in. I actually have my Goodreads open here and I'm just going to be scrolling through and choosing things as I go. Um, the very first one I'm going to category is going to be suspense or thriller. I don't read a huge amount of these because I have a very vivid imagination. So if I read this type of book before going to bed, I will have very weird dreams. So I don't read a lot of these because I have to read them during the day so that I can read some mindless fluff before I go to sleep. But from the first half of 2019, my favorite has been The Couple Next Door by Sherry Lapina, which is not a new title for her. I think that was her first title, actually. She's since written A Stranger in the House, as well as An Unwanted Guest. And An Unwanted Guest was my favorite of the three. A Stranger in the House was my least favorite of the three. It made me a little bit angry. But The Couple Next Door is a solid, solid suspense thriller. Basically, we have the couple who goes next door to their neighbor's house and they're spending the evening there and they left their baby home alone. Their babysitter canceled and their hus her husband convinced her that she could leave the baby because their houses were semi-detached. So they share a wall. So they were still technically in the same building and they're going back and forth every hour to check on the baby. And then when they go home, the baby is gone. So then we're following the whole 
investigation and of course they're looking into the parents who would leave their child home alone and the neighbors and all of that and I don't want to give any more away but this was really well done the last 15 20 pages I was blown away at what happened I did not see it coming at all it is not a graphic suspense so if you're worried about a whole lot of blood and murder and gore you're not going to have that here it's pretty tame violence wise. Um, this has been a while since I read it, but there was not anything that was gross in that manner that I can recall. Um, but it was very suspenseful. So if you do have an overactive imagination like I do, you may want to read this during the day. Um, I remember I read The Woman in Cabin 10 at night. <laughs> and again, that wasn't exactly like I mean, some gross things happened, but it wasn't too bad. But man, I had some wicked dreams. So it was after that I decided no more suspense books at night. This is not the time. But The Couple Next Door, Sherry Lapina, my favorite suspense of the first half of 2019. Moving along, my favorite series, my favorite YA series so far this year I haven't read a lot of YA series this year, but my favorite has been The Red Queen. And I actually just recommended this to my niece, Emma, last week. It's written by, and I'm going to butcher her name, I apologize, Victoria Aveyard, A-V-E-Y-A-R-D. And there are four or five books in this series. I read the first one about a year ago, so I'm cheating a little tiny bit here because I read it a year ago. And then I had read another book that was very similar and I was getting them confused in my head. So I decided to wait until I finished the other series before I went back to this one. And it took me a little bit of time to get back into it in book two, which is called The Glass Sword. But once I got into it, I just devoured the series. It is YA and it is a world divided by blood, red or silver. So the red blood people are your commoners ruled by a silver elite in possession of godlike superpowers. So the people with silver blood have some sort of superpower. Some can manipulate metal. Some can manipulate fire. They're not all elementals, not to get all, <laughs> whatever. Some can read minds. Some can do all sorts of different things. And then the main character, her name is Mare, ba Mare Barrow. She's a 17-year-old red girl from the poverty-stricken stilts. And... She finds out that she, although she has red blood, actually has a power. So that revelation is pretty serious because, of course, the Silvers don't want anyone with red blood having a power because they are the elite and it becomes a real big battle for power between the Reds and the Silvers or the New Bloods and the Silvers. And then there is love triangles and there are princes and it, you know what? It's got everything. So when I look at this, I actually only rated the Red Queen three out of five stars. And I think I rated many of the books three or four. So this wasn't a five star series for me, but the overarching series is probably up there. It is closer to a four, even though I rated individual books a little bit less, if that makes sense. I really enjoyed this. Once I got into it, I was into it. So the Red Queen uh, series by Victoria Aviard, 
if you like YA, if you like things like the Hunger Games or the Divergent series, um, all those types of stories, you will like this one. Again, that is the Red Queen series. It starts with the Red Queen by Victoria Aveyard, A-V-E-Y-A-R-D. I'll put all of these books in the description so you can easily find them there. And there are four books and a couple uh, short stories. And the short stories are all right. I didn't read the last one because I found it boring. <laughs> Got partway in it and I gave up. But my favorite YA series, definitely The Red Queen. Next category is going to be uh, biographies. And I don't read a lot of biographies, but I have read a few so far this year. And my favorite by far has been Becoming by Michelle Obama, which should be no surprise because it's been on every top seller list four months ever since it came out, I think, really. And it really is a wonderful story. I found it a little bit slow. I was listening to the audio and I had to bump up the speed to 1.25 because she enunciates everything so well that it just was dragging a bit for me. So when I bumped it up to 1.25, it felt like a more natural flow um, of conversation or talking, reading, whatever. I think that I may have enjoyed it a bit more had I read it in written form. I'm a fast reader, so I think I would have gotten through this much more quickly if I listened to it, listened to it, read it in book form. But the audio is great because you get to hear it in her own voice. And there's always something so powerful about hearing these stories from the person who lived them. And it starts way back in her childhood, it follows her throughout her life, but for me, absolute hands down the most interesting part is from the time she meets Barack until the end of the book and it goes through their courtship and their marriage in the early years and how she didn't even want him to run for president because she just wanted him to come home and take care of their family and how she was never interested in politics and was forced into the biggest position as the wife of a politician can be in the United States of America. I found it really, really fascinating. And I would definitely recommend this to anyone who is interested at all in what life in the White House is like, as well as the Obamas in general. It was a super, super interesting read. And then we have what is probably my favorite book of the year so far, and that is The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. I know I spoke about this briefly as well as becoming in my episode with Lori back a few months ago, but oh my gosh, you guys, I just love this book so much. It's your classic frenemies situation where two co-workers who are executive assistants to co-CEOs of a publishing house, they have to share an office and their desks literally face each other and they spend all day doing childish games like the staring game or the shadow game or the what if game I don't know I don't think that was one but anyway um and then it turns out that maybe he doesn't hate her as much as she always thought he did and quite possibly she doesn't hate him at all and then what ensues really well written. I've enjoyed this so much, both in written and audio formats. I read it as the written book the first time. And then recently I actually purchased the audio because I liked it so much. And I like to listen to audiobooks as I go to sleep, but they have to be books that I have read before or else I get too excited and want to know what happens next. But if I know what happens next, I can just listen and fall asleep naturally. So this has become one of my go-to go-to-sleep books. 
I really, I just really enjoyed the audio is done very well. I enjoy the reader's voice. If you like chiclet, you should check, check out. <laughs> if you like chiclet, you should check out the hating game. I will warn you there is language and sexual content does not happen behind closed doors. So what I mean by that is if you are familiar with like Sophie Kinsella's books, the Shopaholic series, all of the sexual content happens behind closed doors. You don't actually read about any of it. You do read about things in this. So if that is something that you have an aversion to, you may want to skip it. Or if you are accustomed to listening to audiobooks in the presence of small people, this is not a book for that. And then we're going to finish off with books that hit you in the feels. And when I read these types of books, I oftentimes don't overly enjoy them in the moment, but there are ones that I think about in retrospect. And that is exactly what has happened with this book. It is called Everything I Never Told You by Celeste Ng. You may also recognize her as the author of Little Fires Everywhere, which I read last year, and it was fantastic. Everything I Never Told You is a challenging read. I'm going to read the synopsis from Goodreads. Um, it begins... Oh. It is a novel about a Chinese-American family living in the 1970s small town Ohio. Lydia is the favorite child of Marilyn and James Lee, and her parents are determined that she will fulfill the dreams they were unable to pursue. But when Lydia's body is found in the local lake, the delicate balancing act that has been keeping the Lee family together is destroyed, tumbling them into chaos. A profoundly moving story of family, secrets, and longing, everything I never told you is both a gripping page-turner and a sensitive family portrait, uncovering the ways in which mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, and husbands and wives struggle all their lives to understand one another. Make no mistake, this is a challenging read. It is not a happy-go-lucky story, as you can tell, but it's one of those ones that really will stay with you. Celeste Ng has a wonderful way of doing that with her stories. Little Fires Everywhere destroyed me in the best possible way. So if you read this and you enjoyed it, I would definitely recommend checking out Little Fires Everywhere. That is my favorite of the two, but I did not read it in the last six months. So that is my pick for books that will hit you in the feels. I'm going to have one bonus. I was going to stop this at five, but I'm going to do one bonus here. And that is because it's a book that everyone should read. And that is The History of Bees by Maya Lund. And it is not a happy-go-lucky story either. And I, frankly, I found parts of it boring as heck, but I think it is extremely important for us to read because in keeping with our situation right now and where we are trying to save our bees, I think it's important to think a little bit more about that. So I'm going to read, again, the little synopsis here. Um... This dazzling and ambitious literary debut follows three generations of beekeepers from the past, present, and future. 
weaving a spellbinding story of their relationship to the bees, to their children, and to one another against the backdrop of an urgent global crisis. So one storyline is in England in 1852, where William is a biologist and a seed merchant who sets out to build a new type of beehive. The second storyline is happening in 2007 United States. George is a beekeeper and he is one of the first to experience total hive collapse where one day everything seems fine and the next day the hive is basically abandoned. And then the third storyline is in China in the year 2098 where bees have now been extinct for a number of years and people have to paint pollen onto fruit trees in order to have fruit. So we have now taken up the job of the bees in order to have a food supply and let's just say the future is not looking so good. So the three storylines converge in the end in a way that you may not expect. And again, not one that I was like super enjoying the story as I went, but this could also have gone in the category of books that hit you in the feels in the end. There's something that happens in one of the storylines that I wasn't really thinking about until we were almost to the end. And then I was like, you don't think. And I'll leave it at that. Anytime I can have a (gasps) moment while reading a book, (laughs) it's a good book. So again, not one that I will be rereading on the regular, but I'm glad that I read it because very important topic while we are currently trying to save our bees. And obviously this isn't 100% factual because, well, it's not, it's not 2078 or whatever year that was, but it gives you an idea of what we may be facing if the bees do go extinct. And I think that is really important for us to keep in the forefront of our minds and be doing what we can to save both the bees and ourselves. And there you have it. Those are my picks for my favorite reads of 2019. Just to recap, my favorite suspense was The Couple Next Door. My favorite YA series was The Red Queen. Favorite biography is Becoming. Favorite chiclet is The Hating Game. Favorite book that will hit you in the feels is Everything I Never Told You. And the bonus book was The History of Bees. All of the information for those books is in the description below or in the blog post below, depending on where you are listening to this. And if you have any questions, then please let me know. And I would also adore to hear what your favorite book of 2019 has been so far, because if I haven't read it, maybe I need to pick it up. So you can let me know that on Instagram or Twitter at Susie Confesses. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash confessions of a fitness instructor. And let me know what your favorite book has been. And if you are interested in picking up any of the books that I talked about today, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you again soon.